Welcome to the Efficient Private Clients Podcast, where we delve into the intricacies of the financial world and bring you our latest market and economic expertise. In our next two sessions, we'll be having a look at active versus passive management. My name is Kyle Parpi, an investment specialist at Efficient Private Clients, and today's expert is Renier Fancel, our portfolio manager. When we speak about active and passive investing, what do those two terms mean? And can you perhaps elaborate a bit on why we at Efficient Private Clients still strongly believe that active investment management is important and will be for years to come? Hello, Carl. So the decade-old question is what strategy is best, right? Mm -hmm. That's been the debate on the institutional and the retail side, between the retail and the institutional side. Yeah, since the dawn of investment management. (laughs) Since the dawn of investment management. And that's well said. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to read on this topic. There's a lot of Spotify episodes out there. What we want to do today is we want to package the information for our clients and want our clients to make informed decisions at the end of the day. I also just want to mention that in this episode we're going to be focusing more on active uh, investment management and then in the next episode more on passive investment management. So just keep that in the back of your mind. It's important to define what is passive and active investment management. Now passive investment management is also known as index investing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's an investment strategy that aims to replicate the performance of a specific market index or benchmark, you know, such as the S&P 500 or the FTSE 100. Now, nowadays you get an instrument that tracks almost every single market in the world. Yes. You know, this is, we, we, this, we are living in the age of opportunities, which is very nice to see. So investors have access to a lot of markets all over the world. What is evident for me is that passive investing wants to minimize active decision making, and it relies very much on the efficiency of the overall market. So if you're someone that believes that markets are efficient, then these instruments will definitely resonate with you. You know, it's, it's also important to remember that passive managers believe that it's difficult for active managers to consistently outperform the market over very long periods of time, especially if you take into account fees. You know, and, and the stats does show, you know, that a lot of managers out there does underperform the market. So they, there is a point to be, to be made. If we look at the active management side of things, you know, so we are efficient product clients, we are active managers. We try to select instruments and securities which we believe will outperform the markets over long periods of time. And what we focus specifically on is the selection allocation and the timing of those investments. Now, what I mean by that is, is that we are buyers and sellers of securities on a frequent basis. Yes. You know, we believe that if you've seen 170% on a stock now like NVIDIA, mm. there is room to take some profits off yeah, the table. realize those profits. Move towards Makes cash. Yeah. Yes. We are still long-term investors, so we do still own stocks such as uh, LVMH, for example, which we think is a very nice compounder over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. But if we see rallies that we believe is stretched in the short term, we yes. won't hesitate to take some profits yes. and to go and invest it in another opportunity or wait for the stock to come back and then buy it again. Yes, and yeah. I know we've previously spoken about that that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad company. It just yes. means you realize turbulent times are ahead. Let's realize profits, let it dip, let's buy in that dip and then we can realize profits again. You're 100% right, Carl. And also nowadays, the trading fees are so low, you know, yes. so the argument of churning on the portfolio also is becoming more irrelevant. Yeah, null and void, we, actually. We aren't, tra- we aren't paying a lot of fees to, to get in and out of stocks. 
In the active space, there's different approaches that you can follow. There's top-down approaches, bottom-up approaches. Top-down approaches follows, uh, is more, more focused on economic indicators and trends. Okay. Bottom-up approaches, as you know, is more mm. focused on financial, financial statements, yeah. more research, more talking to the companies. You're trying to find those anomalies that yeah, other investors outliers. can't find, those, mm. uh, those outliers, you know, and trying to really extract that value out of the, the company. What stands out for me in the active management space is that some of the most legendary investors out there, like Peter Lynch, George Soros, Bill Ackman, somewhere in their lives, they've taken active bets on companies and that is how they've made their money. Yes. You know, I'm yet to hear, read or speak to people that's made massive amounts of money by investing in a tracker, yeah. in an industry or a benchmark. I'm not saying that there's not money to be made, mm -hmm. you know, and you can get very consistent returns over very long periods of time. I mean, equities are the best performing asset class Still, over the long yeah. term, but you know, you want that additional value yes. at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. So to answer your second part of the question, at Efficient Private Clients, as I've mentioned, we are active investment managers, which just means that we do active stock picking on behalf of our clients for a management fee, of course. And you know, Carl, over the years, we've seen that this approach has served our clients well. Mm -hmm. We've managed to add a tremendous amount of value for our clients through being active. And I believe this will be even more true in the future, given the volatility that we're currently seeing in markets. And I want to spend some time on this point. You know, in the previous podcast, we spoke about the previous 15 years or so, where you've had low inflation, low interest rates, we've had QE, so there was ample liquidity in markets. Mm. And in those markets, investors took risk and markets rallied and investors did well. You know, but one must not forget that there's been times where markets have moved sideways. In the US, from 2000 to 2010, investors wouldn't have been able to make any money. Mm. Markets move sideways. Yes. In Japan, if you bought the Topix 100, over the last 30 years, those markets have moved sideways. So investors must just be cognizant of that as well. You know, that you don't have that recency bias. Just yes, remember yes. The, the good times. And we also believe that in 2021 and 2022, things changed structurally. Mm. We will believe inflation and interest rates will be higher going forward. And as a result of that, there will be more volatility in markets. So to give you an a, a real-world example of why I believe active management will be prevalent in the environment that we are going into. Yes. We've already seen this last year. So coming into 2022, mm -hmm. 2021, we saw inflation starting to rise. Uh, some, at the end of 2021, some of our, well, our economists, Davi and Francois, you know, they anticipated the yes. higher inflation and interest rates. They told us to take some risk off the table. You know, at the end of 2021, early 2022. And what we did is we sold and trimmed some of those pandemic winners mm -hmm. that really performed well over that March you know, 2020 period yes, till yes. December 2021 period. And what it enabled us to do is when markets came down as a result of higher interest rate to fight inflation, the the, 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 the pace at which interest rates was increased was just too, too fast. Mm. You know, and investors didn't like that. So then they punished bonds and they punished equity. And when markets started to, to drop, we used the cash to increase the quality of our portfolio. So we bought Blackstone, we bought Nike, we bought Thermo Fish in the portfolio. Yes. And then in October, when inflation started to turn again for the better, 
for, for several reasons that we've mm-hmm. also mentioned in the past. And investors started to become more optimistic and markets rallied. Then it placed us in a position to outperform the benchmark and also our peers. Yes. You know, because of the higher quality in the portfolio. And we believe that, you know, we might even be in the same environment again where we believe that markets are quite stretched. Mm-hmm. You know, they've done our well for the last eight months. Um, you know, they, they, it, it's prone for a pullback somewhere. And yes. if you get that pullback, then you can use the cash again to once again increase the quality of the portfolio. Mm. So there's another thing that stands out for me about active investment management is the phasing in of a portfolio. Uh, it was also prevalent in 2022. You know, if you were an investor that bought an index at the end of 2021, and you bought it in September 2022, there would have been a 25% difference just on the sure. US markets. Yeah, it's large. It's large. So if you were an active investment manager that phased the portfolio into the market, in other words, you've got a price on every single stock that mm. you want to buy, we do it in the shops. Yes. You won't go and buy something if it's no, too we expensive. Compare. Yeah. We compare. That's why that Warren Buffett also says he likes his stocks like he likes his socks when they're on a yeah. discount. Mm. You mm. Know? So <laughs> we, we deploy the same strategy. But using that in a phased in approach, you know, in, in that 25% dip, you would have been able to extract value for your clients yes. if you bought stocks at the right levels, mm. you know? And then finally, I just want to bring in the human element as well mm. of mm. active investment management. I think that's very important. So, you know, with passive investment strategies, you rely mostly on automated processes and algorithms, which is also fine, you know, but with active investment management, you leverage human expertise and experience. You know, skilled active investors, they bring valuable insights, intuition, and judgment to the table, you know, that you can't take for granted. Yes. Then there's also the, the thing about reporting. When a client becomes uncomfortable with the volatility in markets or with the pullback in markets, then they've got access to the portfolio manager. They've got access to their advisor. They can phone us and ask yes. us what, what's happening in markets. That's something that's very, very prevalent and people should take note of with efficient private clients is the ability to do that. It's, yes. it's a large value proposition. Our high-touch environment, dealing with the specialists, that you, you really can engage with the actual people that are dealing with your money. Exactly. And it's a human being sitting on the other side. It's not a robot. It's not an AI system. And it's not a call center either. Nobody likes that. That's very true, Carl. Until next time, when we discuss passives. Thank you.